Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello and welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast. Proud member of the Sorcerer Network. Make sure you check out www.sorcererNetwork.com to see all of our latest podcasts. My name is Casey. And my name is Matt. I am so proud of of the work that you and I have done on this. Uh, in the in the recency, more you than me, but been <laughs> really cool. I was thinking about this. Okay, so in case you all haven't seen the website recently, uh, the website has taken all of our episodes and we've broken them down by category. And so, like, if you're in the market for like a parks episode, like you're going to the parks, there are 34 parks episodes you can listen to. We've got. 45 movie reviews now that we've added Encanto to that. So 45 movie reviews. Maybe you're a Diz Games Challenge listener. I mean, like seriously, every episode, but it's broken down by category. So you can kind of go back and listen to your favorites. I was listening to uh, one of our top tens the other day, top tens villain songs. Oh, nice. Really enjoying that one. I was like, oh, I remember when we did this one, but it brought back some good memories. But yeah, yeah. Sorcerer Network. So Matt, real quick, you know, we, we throw this term around Sorcerer Network before we get into today's show. What is the Sorcerer Network? Like, where was this brainchild? You might, because I don't think we've ever told people, like, where this has come from. But yeah, maybe I've talked about it a little bit, but this 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 has always been a pipe dream of mine. I bought the domain name SorcererNetwork.com, I want to say three, four years ago, with the idea that it was going to become something and just didn't do anything with it. Well, fast forward to two years ago, when we start up this podcast, I'm like, okay, this is the beginning of something like that. Um, and then Chris got on board with another podcast. And so now all of a sudden I have like an actual, yes, it is only two, but network of podcasts. So I, I always have wanted to run like a pop culture movie type, you know, entertainment, uh, website with all sorts of content. Um, and so this is kind of the realization of that dream. Um, so it's really, I mean, moving forward, it could be. It's not just going to be Disney. Um, I mean, if any of you that listen to Discontinued on Display, I reference Disney all the time, but um, <laughs> it is not a specific Disney podcast. Tango, you can take Matt out of Disney, but you can't take Disney out of Matt. That's you are correct about that. <laughs> I will continue to reference it. Um, but we, we've, you know, what Discontinued on Display is now in season three. We're doing Discontinued TV and we've talked about some shows that I've never seen that Chris has seen. And we've had some like really, really good conversations about, um, about TV shows and things like that. And we've ton of fun with that. And there's some other ideas that I'm, I I've, I've teased a ton on other podcasts that I'm just not going to announce because I'm not sure whether I have the time quite yet <laughs> and I don't want to announce something and then not follow through with it. Um, but yeah, it's in this, you know, infant stages of, of being a hub of entertainment and not anything necessarily professional. I, I, I thrive on the informal. There's a time for formal journalism and formal reporting, and there's time for just fun people giving their opinions on things. And that's kind of what I, we had said this when we first launched almost two years ago that we're kind of like in the golden age of like Disney fandom right now. And I would even say further, we're in the golden age of like podcast. I mean, of people being able to put their opinions out there and their hobbies and their passion. I mean, literally everyone's got a podcast. So, you know, we're honored by the fact that even the, the listener base that we have, you're taking your time to listen to us. I mean, you know, we're just two nerds sitting around sometimes drinking a beer, some root beer and, and, and talking Disney and, 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 you know, and you guys are two nerds sitting around talking discontinued stuff, which I think <laughs> is really cool, you know? So, um, but anyway, yeah, so SorcererNetwork.com, check it out. And if you're not already subscribing to our stuff, subscribe to our stuff too. It does help our, our, our scores and getting more people over to the podcast. Every once in a while, I'll see a, a new like on the Beers and Ears Facebook group, which is really good. So before we get started, um, have you seen like some of the crazy Disney news that has come out the last couple of days? I mean, I've seen a ton of stuff, um, like good stuff, like yeah. not anything necessarily oh, bad. Two, two things. So, so I posted in the Facebook group um, about the Disneyland announcement. Yes. Yeah. Like I can't, couldn't be any more excited because we're going down in June, but my goodness, the return of the Disneyland fireworks, right? So that's, that's coming back. The Main Street Electrical Parade's coming back with the special new ending for the 50th anniversary. Now, I was never a huge fan of the Main Street Electrical Parade, but I definitely appreciate the historical value of it and how much of a legacy it is. And it sounds like they've got some pretty cool stuff planned for the 50th with it, which is really awesome. But 
of course. Fantasmic is coming back. Like two weeks before we get down there, Fantasmic is going to be back. I, I am so stoked about this trip to, to California. I've uh, never been. I, I'm so stoked. Like, I think what's I'm I'm nervous and I'm anxious and I'm I'm also excited. Like I'm nervous because I'm out of my comfort zone. Yeah, but yeah. Chris Wood has been taking really good care of us in terms of like helping me out. We've got our hotels booked. Um, we've got our flight booked. We've got our car booked. But like everyone who's been there is like Casey. It's so much more laid back. You, like it is a laid back experience. You're gonna love it more than Disney World. Is what everyone keeps telling me. I'll be honest. I hate the conversation of which is better, Disneyland or Disney World. That's my least favorite conversation because I think both of them can be good in their own way. So, you know, I've never been to Disneyland and I if I go, I don't think I'm going to say, oh, this one was clearly better. I think I'm going to have different experiences. 100%. But that's what both of them are there for is for me to have a different experience. So everyone keeps um, telling me like, don't, don't skip the rides that are at Walt Disney world. Cause they're different. And you know, like all these different things. So I'm just, I'm really excited to, to, to see what's there. And just these announcements that came out just made me even more excited. But yeah. Then, you're, you're getting there right there. Yeah. Did you see the goof by the Walt Disney executive? <laughs> yes, I about, did. About, about the, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, where he tagged the like wrong Epcot Center. <laughs> no, it wasn't just that. He actually he accidentally told everyone when the, the thing was supposed to open. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he tagged Epcot Center and then fixed it, but he tagged opening Memorial Day weekend, which was news to everybody. Yeah. No, no one, they had not announced it yet. So he took it down and then reposted the thing. But I was just like, okay, opening Memorial Day weekend. Looks like we got Gardens of the Galaxy coming out. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's been interesting with this news coming out of like, you know, Disneyland's getting this, Disneyland's getting that. that everyone's like, oh, they Disney hates Disney World. They, 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 they don't, you know, they're not putting. It's like, what do you mean they hate Disney World? Did they're getting. All, did, did you all hear that, listeners? That was the eyes rolling back in my head as far back <laughs> as they could go to what Matt just said. Like, they're completely redoing Future World with you know brand new Guardians of the Galaxy coaster. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure just opened. Like Kite Tales and things like that have come. Like I, I, I get, I get the criticism of no nighttime parade at Disney World. I get it. We absolutely need one at Walt Disney World. But this idea that Disney hates Walt Disney World and loves Disneyland is is ridiculous. And, and honestly, at this point, I think Walt Disney World could like let's get the projects they got going on for a little, and let's just give them a break. Just, just a little, let them like, give it a year. Like let, let what, what we have, we don't need something new every year. Like I would like to go to Walt Disney world once without there being any construction. Yeah, I would, I would <laughs> love to go to, I feel like there has been so much construction around Walt Disney world in the last eight years between Pandora and Galaxy's Edge and, you know, New Fantasy Land was more like 10 years ago. But, like, it just... I mean, Toy Story Land is a newer land. land. And now Epcot is just insane. Like, Epcot is not a fun park to go to right now. It is not a fun park to go to. I would just like them to get it in and let it sit. Now, I know they're trying to compete with Epic Universe. And Epic Universe, they announced, I think it's 2025 is when when that's supposed to debut. I get that. If Disney would just hire contractors and it takes seven years to build stuff, we wouldn't have a problem. Like, that's the biggest joke right now is like Tron, which, by the way, it got its, it's got its ride vehicles in. I don't know. If yeah, I saw that. Um, but Tron was like announced like what was it, like 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 a century ago. Or well, and and it's a carbon copy of the ride. In, it's not like they have to redo it. They have all the stuff. <laughs> I just don't, when when Disney wants to do something fast, they do. I mean, Mickey's Mono, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway was an example. They got it done really fast. Uh, heck, even Galaxy's Edge was done fast compared to Pandora, which took forever. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. And <laughs> we should and we should say the other park news that at the time will have come out has not come out because we're recording this two days before the embargo happens is the first look at the Galactic Star Cruise is mm. is happening. The you know, the press is viewing it right now and the embargo is Friday. So if you're wondering, gosh, you've talked about that so much. What are your thoughts? Uh, we, we we at the time of this recording, it we know nothing. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this on, on February 23rd. This actually we're recording this 
relatively close to when it's supposed to come out because it's com- it's coming out on the the, the first. I think it's when this episode. Yeah. Comes out. Okay. Um, non Disney related news. Um, I I was in Texas this last week, and so that's why we didn't record. And um, I've never. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say I've never. You stick out when you're from the Midwest and you're in Texas. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, very, very, very much so. Um, and so I got to see a cattle drive. I was in Fort Worth and we went to the stockyards and I got to see a cattle drive down the street. And I, I don't mean like it was awesome. Uh, it, I liken it to because I live in a town. I live in the Woodstock, you know, the, the Groundhog Day town where yeah. the movie Groundhog Day, Day was filmed. And, and, and so you have these like weird this weird stuff that you go, yeah, this is this is strange if anyone else is coming in. And very much it was like this, oh my gosh, this is so like uh, off the wall and odd, but is totally like normal in this area. And it was a fun time. We had a great time. Every time I think of Cattle Drive, I think of of that that movie with Billy Crystal City Set Slickers when they're when they're on the the, the, the horses and they're going rolling, 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 oh. rolling, rolling, rolling Oh, you know what I was thinking? Yodel Y'all are missing the dance on this. That reminds me. So we have our um our two year anniversary spectacular coming up. And I don't think we've officially put this out there. I think we can tease a little bit. What do you think, Matt? Should we tease a little bit about this? Yeah, so go for we it. Our, we have our, our two year anniversary spectacular coming up uh, in March. Uh, we'll actually probably be um, recording this here pretty quick. Yeah. I was going to, this will be recording pretty quick. Probably by the time this airs, we, no, <laughs> this, this air, this will, this will air on the first. I mean, I'm going to look at my calendar here. So this is going to air on the first. We're recording this coming Saturday with Sharif. So when are we recording the two year anniversary? Spectrum? I don't think it's the fifth. I think it's the following week. So, Oh no, it is. Okay. So on the 5th of March. So basically you're listening to this on, on, on release date, which is the first on the 5th of March, we're going to actually be putting a link out into all of our socials to where any of you listeners out there are going to be able to um, join in on our conversation. Uh, and the reason why I, I said this is because you should have seen Matt dancing just a second ago. We'll be on video and we're going to be recording. <laughs> and anybody can kind of come in and leave as they wish by clicking this link, which is really cool. But uh, because it's March, Matt just had an awesome idea. We're going to do a little like tournament style versus versus kind of thing for some some of the characters, the Disney verse and the Pixar verse. And, and we got some more details to work through on that. But what will be cool is, is you'll be able to come on to the show and and if they're you know based on who's still there and and in in the in the brackets be able to kind of um, argue your case why someone should win over someone else and we're gonna whittle our way down to to the number one character in the Disney verse so I think it's gonna <laughs> this, be kind of fun. This could be a horrible idea because we could have like four hundred people show. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think we're going to have that problem, but you know. Anyway, this is your chance to be able to get on the show and, and talk to us live. It's something we've wanted to do for a while. So, and and of course, um, this coming Saturday, we've, we've got Sharif who's going to be on recording with us, and that episode will be out next week on, on the eighth. And Sharif's going to talk about his time um, as a cast member at the parks, which is something that we've, we've been teasing for a bit. So, okay, we are 14 minutes into this episode and we have not even talked about uh, what we're even, I think we've mentioned it, but we're here to talk about the book of Boba Fett, Matt. Yes. I'm a, a series that I'll be honest. I was a little bit skeptical of when it was were announced. You, were you really? <laughs> yeah. You I know, I was, I, but were you, that's crazy. I didn't know that. You know, cause it's the, it's, it's the solo, a star Wars story syndrome where it's do i really need to know how solo became who he was and so that was the question that i had of it I was like okay is this a moving forward with boba fett's story is this a looking back at boba fett's story i i i, I don't know and because really knowing what you know now that it was obviously a moving forward would you have preferred a looking back no, I I preferred I I would prefer a progressing of the story. Now, with that said, I enjoyed the flashbacks, mm-hmm. um, and how they put that in there. But I liked that overall. It was like we are moving this plot forward instead of just that. Was my fear well, is that it was going to be like flashbacks, a flashbacks though were not prior to his falling out of the Sarlacc pit. I mean, the flashbacks were like immediately thereafter. 
Exactly. Like, we didn't get anything that was prior to that other than a couple of when he was a kid, which I thought beautifully tied in the prequels. Like, wow. Like, like that was cool to me. Like way to go, John, you know, John Favreau and, 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 and Dave Filoni bringing in full circle, you know, everything. So yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, when it was announced again, you know, I mean, solo, I think on its own is actually not a bad movie, but again, it's one of those things that we really need a solo movie. I, I'm really, first of all, I'm really glad that it was done as a TV series, not a movie. We've talked about that before, but I'm with you. I think that progressing the story, this period we're in that Mandalorian has built into that Ahsoka is probably going to play, Ahsoka is going to play into that. Obviously book of Boba Fett's playing into this is a really interesting period. Like this is post original trilogy pre prequel trilogy. We got a whole lot of time to play with right now. Like this is fun. Well, and what I like about what they're doing right now, you know, star Wars has always been, um, billed as the space Western and, that's correct, but with the Jedi, it takes on a little bit a little bit more of something else. It doesn't feel as westerny. Whereas these series yeah. very much feel like a space western. Yeah, and absolutely. because the western genre is not one that really is saturated in the market right now, like I mean, we don't really we have some western movies that pop up here and there, but for the most part, that's not a real popular genre right now. So to like see that genre done is not something that I'm used to seeing. And so I appreciate it when it does get done so well. And I think what else I appreciate about this too is that and we've talked about this being with some of the, the more recent MCU content. The, the seven episodes here, they weren't world altering. Like it wasn't universe altering. It wasn't galaxy altering. It was a self-contained story about Boba Fett trying to establish some dominance on this planet on, on Tatooine and, and, and try and also, you know, really giving us kind of the softer side of Boba Fett too. I mean, I, I really enjoyed that. I know we're going to probably get into some of this, but I just, I, I feel like for so long, you know, because star Wars is this whole galaxy far, far away. And it's all these, you know, earth shattering, the emperors trying to destroy, you know, everything this, we, you, you could escape. I mean, I watched it. I, I, I let it completely stream all the way through before I started watching it. And I watched first four episodes and then I watched three episodes and I, I got lost. I got lost in just the story of Boba Fett. And I, th- the, the, I got lost in the book of Boba Fett. Like that's literally <laughs> what it was, you know, pun intended. I mean, I just, it, it wasn't like this earth shattering, um, uh, you know, storyline that was going to suddenly like you know be so epic that i you know there's there so much on the line this was there was much less on the line and it made it more enjoyable and i think this is where my love of the cartoon series came from because until the mandalorian and book of boba fett and all this that was the place where there were these self-contained non-world altering stories like that that had great effect on the world they were in but wasn't a we gotta win this battle otherwise you know we're gonna lose the war and it it was it was these self-contained stories that i appreciated more and so i think that's that's where that started and now they're just transitioning that into live action tv series and it's clear that you know, Disney's not the only only company that's doing this. Clearly, you know, other companies are figuring out. I mean, Lord of the Rings has a series coming out in the fall. Really? Um, yeah, Amazon Prime is doing it. it why? I cannot afford another streaming service. I'm, I can't. <laughs> my God, I'm looking at. I got my TV up right now. I've got Netflix, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, Hulu, the free version of Peacock because I wanted to be able to watch. Um, I don't know what I was watching the other day, but Peacock, um, YouTube, although I don't pay for YouTube, thank God. Like, how many friggin' streaming services? Yeah. I will not do Amazon Prime, and I will not do HBO Max. I refuse. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, but even so, I mean, we've talked about, you know, the saturated streaming market, but, you know, so, but they're not doing another Lord of the Rings movie. 
because yeah. they've clearly figured out that, wait a minute, we can do a series and have it be just as impactful. I know, you know, uh, uh, DC Comics has come out with some really great TV shows. I think they've done three seasons of Teen Titans on HBO Max. I have not personally watched it, so I don't know how it is, but they're um, like, clearly companies are figuring out that, yes, there is a time and place for these movies, but ultimately we don't need a movie for every single character and some characters and series are, are just better on the small screen. And I think this is a perfect example because I remember seven years ago, uh, maybe even a little bit longer, maybe a little bit shorter time is uh, it just moves very quickly. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there was a book about, there was a Boba Fett movie in the works. I remember hearing rumors about it. Actually, they were going to, it wasn't a rumor. It was announced. I yeah. Like this up. So um, let me pull this up here. I was looking this here. Uh, background. In February 2013, Disney CEO Bob Iger announced the development of several Star Wars standalone spinoff films. One was reportedly centered on the bounty hunter character Boba Fett and would either take place between Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back or The Empire Strikes Back and The Return of the Jedi. The film was also said to explore the other bounty hunters seen in The Empire Strikes Back. In early 2014, Simon Kinberg approached Jock, uh, director Josh Trank about making a Star Wars film, and Trank made a pitch for Boba Fett film to Star Wars producer this film, and he was hired to direct that June. Trank was uh, scheduled to announce the film at Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim in April 2015 and also revealed a teaser for the project, but this was canceled at the last minute after Lucasfilm became aware of the troubled production of Trank's film, Fantastic Four. So oh. we can thank the Fantastic Four uh, for, for getting us here. And then it continues, by May of 2015, Trank was no longer working on the film. A Boba Fett film was reportedly still being considered as of August 2017. Following the financial failure of the film Solo, A Star Wars Story, Disney reconsidered their Star Wars film output. By October 2018, the Boba Fett film was no longer moving forward, and Lucasfilm was prioritizing the Disney Plus streaming series, The Mandalorian, instead. What so, a what an alternate history, right? With a linchpin on how well does Solo a Star Wars story do? If that movie takes off and is awesome, we probably are living in a world where there are spinoff character movies we everywhere. We would have had an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie because they were talking Obi-Wan Kenobi as a movie before mm -hmm. they went to the streaming service. But here's the thing. I am so thankful it's on the streaming service because you get a much richer story. And and and, and now, not only do we have a, a Boba Fett story, we, we have the Mandalorian story. And, and I know we're going to get into the episodes here in a minute, but how they intertwine the two I know there were a lot of people who were not a fan of it. I personally loved it. I I loved seeing the Mandalorian intertwined in those two episodes. Well, the three episodes, really, the way it all kind of played together. I thought it was great. I I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, let's get into it then. Let's uh, let's talk some episodes. I mean, what you know? It, did you have a favorite episode? Favorite arc character? Like, what were the what were the things that you liked about about the series? Well, I, I think, like I said, first and foremost, just the fact that I felt like it was not world shattering. It was not world altering. Um, I, I loved, um, I found myself, um, I, you know what? It was a good balance between current times or, you know, I guess, I don't know if that's the best way to put it. Cause it's not really current times, The the more, the, 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 the more advanced times, the time where he's actually, you know, running the syndicate, if you are running the, running the, as, as the Domi, Domio, 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 as he's kind of running that versus the time when he was in the, with the Tuscan Raiders. I personally love the arc with the Tuscan Raiders. I, I, I loved that we got to see the human side of them and the community. And I think that Favreau and the directors did a really good job of, of, I don't know if they meant to do this, but that, that the social stigma of sometimes these, you know, like very, uh, primal tribes of the real world are, you know, sometimes well they, you know, they're they're so they're so simplistic, you know, they're barbaric, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yet here we were able to see 
what is oftentimes considered the most barbaric of the tribes in this in the Star Wars universe, we got to see their social circles. We got to see the way they talked, the way the way that they interacted, and and their rites of passage. And I thought that was so cool. Like the scene when um when he's practicing over and over again with with the wooden um pike. And then he eventually gets his own through that ritual. I just, I thought that was really cool. And that's just the history buff and the sociological buff in me, I think. It, it adds another dimension. Again, the, the Tuscan Raiders were, the only thing we knew about them was that they were, again, they were a primitive and kind of savage species almost. Like that's what we knew about them. And through Mandalorian and this series, we've gotten a deeper understanding of them. And, um, and, and I think that's what I, that's what I like about all this star Wars content is you get a deeper understanding of everything, you know, have the movies here and then the rest of it goes deeper into what's going on. And that just, I, I agree. I enjoyed that arc. I, I also, but I will say I, I, I enjoyed the look back. I thought it was good, but also I, I found myself just way more interested in him trying to take control of of the the current you know crime underlords and that whole thing. I, I found that just more compelling. I agree with you there. I will say though, you I don't know if it would have been as compelling if you didn't have the background of 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 who these people were. Cause I mean, they, it dates back to his time with the Tuscans. I mean, like the, 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 the whole, the Nikati tribe or the Nikati bright bikers or whoever they are, mm-hmm. um, you know, like that, that, that whole in the syndicate, that all dates back to his time with the Raiders. And I think his decision to go after them as hard as he did would not have been as passionate had, unfortunately the, the, the Raiders gotten, you know, slaughtered, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it definitely, it definitely gives the backstory. And, um, you know, the Pike syndicate is one that shows up in, in other star Wars things and the cartoons. Um, and so it's a, a, a force to be reckoned with. Um, I mean, okay. I, we have to talk about it right now because, uh, the, the big reveal in the, the, the penultimate episode. So, I mean, it is, I, I need to set the stage for it. I'm, I'm watching it, I'm enjoying it, and uh, they're in Freedom Town, and they see someone coming in, and I knew right away from the silhouette. I, I was like, I, oh my gosh, they did not. My jaw's on the floor, I'm like, oh my gosh, they, they didn't. They did not. No way. And then it gets revealed that it is Cad Bane, and they do that whole shootout. And that's what I'm talking about with the whole Western thing. Like that right there is just a pure, fun Western oh, yeah. scene. Even the just, dust. Even the dust. Was, yeah. yeah. It's so, so well done. And Cad Bane is, is uh, one of my favorite characters because he is not any kind of Force-sensitive person, but yet is a thorn in the Jedi side, you know, really kind of the, the, what, what a lot of times happens in the star Wars universe is anyone who doesn't have force powers and doesn't wield a lightsaber is easy, easy pickings for a Jedi. But, uh, but Cad Bane is, is, is a thorn in the side and like he kidnaps the Senate. He poses as a Jedi and starts kidnapping younglings. There's uh, like, there's a whole, there's so many good arcs and they reference it in the show. Like Cad Bane and Boba Fett's pasts are intertwined Um, that he was a bounty hunter that helped Boba Fett when he was younger, kind of on his early escapades and I, I very much enjoyed seeing Cad Bane on the live action screen. I thought that was a really, really good, just wow, wow. Well, I know the Star Wars universe like lit up at, as with him as a cameo. Um, I, I didn't know who he was. I had to do a little bit of research. I knew it was a big deal. I, I think I had seen him in the cartoons randomly here and there. So I think I knew of him. I just didn't know who he was. But I, I, I think again this is where these shows do such a great job of interweaving you know even small cameos like that like uh, again it, it interwove the the um the um 
the Wookiee. Uh, what's it? Chris. Chris, Chris um, oh, I'm, I'm I'm totally blank on that name, but that's from the comics. Like that's that's an even further like it, it's from the comics, but uh, Chris uh, Chris Anton. Um, it's from the comics, and I believe um, someone had mentioned that it was from. By bringing him into the series, it actually makes the Star Wars Holiday Special canon, too, because I think he was in the Holiday Special. Oh, interesting. So, I mean, whether that's still canon or not, but he was in the special. So there's just fun ways that they're able to do this. I think beyond the reveal of Cad Bane, the the other big reveal, and again, we can get into the the Mandalorian arc now at this point, is is when we get Grogu and, and and we get to see his training with with Luke Skywalker. Now I've got some some opinions about that scene and about Luke Skywalker and stuff. We'll get there in a second. I want to talk about Grogu though. The scene where you see him at the temple when Order sixty six is is um, given, and he's watching all these younglings around him get slaughtered. Oh my God, do you feel that? I mean, I felt it like, and it, it brings you right back. And I think part of this being that we, you know, we're watching the Star Wars in, in, in this chronological order, you know, and, and we just got done with Empire Strikes Back and we're kind of coming up on Return of the Jedi. So we're kind of right in that period right now. But Grogu, in a lot of ways, bridges that time period of the prequel to to now. He is a bridge of that. So again, this is just an awesome way that they've got this tie-in of the prequel to 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 the secret to the to the original trilogy. But yeah, to see him see that, no one I mean he's traumatized for Yeah. And and again, I think we think of Grogu as a baby because you know he was baby yoga for so long. But you know, 50, 60 years old at this point, he's not really a baby. He's a youngling. He's a foundling and he's probably, you know, in human years, he's probably up, you know, probably at, you know, 10 or 11 years old, maybe nine or 10 years old. So he's not a baby per se, but he's definitely observing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm indifferent about the Mandalorian arc. Um, I, I loved it, but in terms of should it have been, I mean, we're talking like two episodes where Boba Fett says no words, (laughs) And I mean, the, the one episode is completely like it, it, it might as well be Mandalorian season 2.5. Yeah, well, um, I think that's the return of the Mandalorian. That's episode. That's episode. Five. Yeah. And then the next yeah. episode is also pretty heavy Mandalorian. Yes. I, I love the episodes. I'm neutral on the fact of whether they should have been in this series. It's I one of those like of ways, I, they're building a bigger. I think they're we've got the Star Wars universe, but they're I think they're building. I think they're heading towards building a a subset of the star Wars universe. That is its own thing. Does that make sense? Like, I no, really I, I agree. Ahsoka and I, I really think they're building something bigger. Yeah. They're, they're building this kind of underworld similar to what we see in the MCU, where it's the world altering stories are in the films. And then these more like street level heroes are in the Disney plus shows. But any- you, Luke, how did you feel about because obviously at the end of the Mandalorian season two, we got the cameo. He talked. I don't think he talked. Yeah, he talked a little bit. He talked yeah, he talked a little, little bit. Very little. A lot of crap was given about the CGI effects. I th- how do you feel about where they went with it? I, I feel like the CGI effects this time, were, the CGI was a ton better. Yes, the CGI was a ton better. And, and I've I've landed in this camp on all this anti-aging stuff because it's it's here like not just in 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 this series like we're seeing it in tons of other places it is absolutely amazing what we can do with the technology and the fact that Luke Skywalker a young Luke Skywalker can still appear on the screen is amazing to me like this isn't this isn't possible 20 years ago but but that's what i want to get at he appeared on the screen but the voice acting was horrendous. I I don't know what Mark Hamill was doing. I, I'm assuming it was Mark Hamill who was voicing him, but it was it was felt stale. It felt rigid. It felt scripted. I mean, obviously, it's scripted. It did not feel natural. And I don't know if that's just because you have one person who's doing the voice acting and one person who's doing the doing the doing the the, the other acting, and you got to merge the two together, and it's impossible. I don't know. I just it felt so often. I think some of it though is that's kind of Luke's personality right now. 
in this time period, he is more of like a, I am the the calm teacher. I learned from Yoda. I I'm now the one that's taking the Jedi, and so I I have to keep my emotions in check. And so I, I take that as he's being stale on purpose because it's this whole like tempering emotions type thing. I wonder where we get that though, because I don't feel. Again, we haven't gotten to Return of the Jedi yet through our watch through, but I don't feel like in Return of the Jedi he's like that. I he he does have some stale moments, maybe like he, towards, he maybe yeah, maybe he kind of starts to move towards yeah, that. like like yeah. towards the end, like in his interactions with Darth Vader, there's some moments that just it feels very tempered, and we'll get a in this whole universe, if we'll get a a Luke Skywalker in in between Return of the Jedi and force awakens it'll be interesting there's a lot there there's a lot there i mean really i mean since episode eight the idea of what and and this was the big question with luke taking grogu and and training him was wait a minute kylo ren murders everyone in luke skywalker's school so does that mean that grogu is is you know dead at kylo ren's hand uh so i mean i think there's some stuff there of like i'd love to see almost honestly i i okay here's where i'm at i would rather see more of a kylo ren focused of how he became to that Mm. similar to what we have with like how anakin became darth vader and then there's a luke skywalker element there but maybe he's more of the secondary storyline how old was kylo how old is kylo ren in force awakens do we remember how old he is i have no idea i think he's probably like he's probably not a teenager but he's like you know like young adult 20s okay and mandalorian boba fett time period takes place what five years after Return of the Jedi, I think is what they said. I think so. I am not as good at the timelines. I think I want to say it's five years. So, and I believe Force Awakens is set to take place 30 years after Return of the Jedi. So that would put, if Kylo Ren's in that 20 to 25 year old range, Kylo is probably in this time period. Yeah. Luke and Leia are probably, they're, they're, they're probably parenting a young Kylo at this point. Very young. Maybe he's just a baby. I like where you're going with that. I, I think if they really wanted to bridge some of that sequel trilogy into some of this other stuff, you know, we could jump ahead very easily five, ten years, and it's Luke Skywalker with Kylo Ren and and the other younglings and seeing some of this stuff. I think that would be that would be awesome. Well, because here's what I'm hoping with that is if we can again, we have this level of episode seven, eight, nine. All right, let's go deeper. Let's go deeper into that. I get that with the movies, you only have a certain amount of time and there's certain things that you have to get in, but let's go deeper. Let's bridge these gaps. Let's look at more of these things. And and the Disney Plus series is the perfect way to do that. Yeah, it really is. And again, I give I give Favreau and the directors a lot of credit with with, you know, the tie ins to not they they had tie ins to the prequels in all seven of these episodes. The, the original series and they had tie-ins to the sequels. I mean, again, uh, Ahsoka telling the Mandalorian about how this was going to eventually become a school. I mean, that's a straight up tie-in to what happens in the sequel trilogy. I, I, I just thought that was awesome. Yeah. Okay. And I, I'll, and I also like that we got to see Ahsoka. Like I, yes. I, I, I just, I, I, I I, yeah, I, I'm not in the camp that I hate that there was a Mandalorian thing, especially I honestly I love the part where he cuts himself with the lightsaber because that is absolutely what any of us would do if we got a lightsaber. We absolutely would injure ourselves. Yeah. You mean the dark saber? The, the dark saber. Yes. 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 Which the lore of the dark saber, I'm, I'm glad it got explained a little bit more in the show, too. It was kind of nice to see that. Okay, before we get to the finale, because I know you and I have some thoughts on the finale, I, I want to pose something. So in one of the groups that I belong to, the, the Lou Manjolo WDW uh, Box People Group or Radio Clubhouse Group, someone posed a question the other day, and, and I thought it was an interesting question, and, and I responded, but I'm curious to get your thought on this. Someone said, with the popularity of the Book of Boba Fett, and of the Mandalorian and this kind of sub universe, they think that either Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Batu, 
needs to be completely scrapped and rethemed or they need to add on to it. I'm curious to know where your thought is on that. Do, is the, do, do you agree with a retheme? Do you agree with an expansion? Could an expansion work? Where's your head at? on? I know you've not been there, but. I think they just need to drop the timeline element of it. That it, be, I, I get what they're trying to do. I get the thought process behind it. That is you are entering into a specific period of time. I just think you need to drop that element of it. It can be a planet where I, I don't, as a guest on going into galaxy's edge, I, I'm not looking, I'm not looking at Boba Fett walking up to me and going, uh, excuse me, this is not in the right timeline of where I'm at right now. No, I'm going, holy cow, Boba Fett's walking towards me. This is awesome. It, same thing with like, if they were to have a Mandalorian walking around, heck yeah. If they were to have a, if they were to have a Cad Bane walking around, you bet I'm taking a picture with him. I'm not worried about the timeline. I just think they need to drop the timeline element. You don't need to add on. I mean, if you want to add on, that's fine. You don't need to retheme it and scrap it and all those other stuff. Yeah. Just drop the timeline shenanigans. How, how would you handle the, the rise of the resistance element, given that the rise of the resistance is meant to be tied in to Batu, the greater Batu? I mean, that's fine. You can say that this ride is tied into this time. It, it'd be this. It'd be the same thing of like the Millennium Falcon ride is tied to a specific time. Obviously Han Solo doesn't own the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. So it's in a specific time and that's okay. It, it, that that's, I mean, it's the same thing of, I guess I walk into splash mountain and I'm transported into this world. I think that that brings up a broader question than I wonder. I wonder if, I wonder if the idea of, tr like, this has been a Disney thought process now for for a bit, and, and Universal's latched onto it a little bit, this idea of a fully immersive experience. I'm wondering if we just, like, fully immersive is awesome, but we took it just one click too far, and we need to just reel it back. Like, it, it went just one click too far with the time element, Bring it back one click, kind of where Pandora's at. Uh, hell, even where Avengers Campus is at, let's be yeah. honest. Avengers Campus is, it's not set in a time period. They're able to roll out whatever. I think maybe Avengers Campus is it, it, kind of, they learn from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge not to go that click. So you're right. And I'm wondering if, if they really wanted to keep that time element, because I think part of the reason why they've held on to it as much as they have is that the galactic star cruiser is 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 going to play a part of this now i'm wondering if maybe they leave the time element at walt disney world but suddenly star wars galaxy's edge and walt disney world is batu set between episodes you know eight and nine but star wars galaxy's edge and disneyland becomes something different and, yeah i mean you could do that i, I mean that'd be a profit making thing for them too because now you got to visit both parks you know yeah i i just think it doesn't i i agree with you that we we said we want more immersive more immersive more immersive but a more immersive is hard to do because no matter how immersive you make any experience it doesn't take out the fact that i am at walt disney world in florida in a theme park and i can walk 10 minutes one way and see woody yep. like i'm curious to see how it's going to play with star wars galactic star cruiser because you're going to be bringing these people in from this multi-thousand dollar experience into a park where people have got a Mickey Mouse and Muppet shirt on, right? Like I just, it, it, I'm really curious to see, like if here's, here's where I think it would make sense. Like if they were going to use the Galactic Star Cruiser and they were to land them on Batu at night after park closed, that would be fun. Like that you have the run of the place. Oh, that would be awesome that would make total sense oh. right like that would make total sense but to put you in the middle of the park midday it just i don't know but yeah i i now that you kind of talk me through it i i can i think you're right i think it's not the theming it's the time element it's it's yeah if you just pull the time element out of it and, and batu is just another planet and there are occasional visits of han solo occasional visits of boba fett occasional vi visits hell i mean you could you could make one one day could be hey you're you're um you're gonna go visit Batu and right you know 
we're, you're visiting in the t- time period of the prequels, right? You yeah. Get a to, you get a chance to meet, you know, Padme, you know, like. And, and cool that's that? the key is you don't necessarily, because I get it. It'd be really weird to meet Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader right next to each other. That, that's, that'd be like having two Mickeys in the same. Yeah, and Disney's it, really good about avoiding stuff like that yeah. anyway, you know. But like, I love your idea of you have, and you can put out the schedule of like, today is an episode, you know, an episode three day. And here are the characters that, that will be walking around today's uh this day and here are the characters that today's disney plus day so you're gonna get all the care you're gonna get fennec shan and you're gonna get all the disney plus characters like that's ultimately what i want it's 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 what uh, they're doing in avengers campus right now where the tv show comes out and the next day i see what if the zombies episode and i can go next day and meet zombie captain america heck yeah so excited to check out Avengers Campus while I'm out there. I'm so pumped. No, what I was going to say, it kind of reminds me, it's like, okay, I want this beautiful piece of art. I want a Monet, right? Or I want a Picasso. But what Disney delivers is dogs playing poker. Like, yeah, it's entertaining. It's fun, but it's not what I wanted. I want this other thing over here. Like, yeah, okay, dogs play. I get what you're trying to do, but that that's not going to be long lasting. I can put a Picasso up in my house and it'll last forever. And I think yeah. that's the problem is it's like, they've got to, They've got a problem moving forward of how do they make this thing relevant. They banked on 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 these three episodes to be much more popular than they ended up being. And yes, there are a ton of people out there who who, you know, Ray is their favorite character. But you know what? Right now, with the way things are going with Boba Fett and Mandalorian, they're missing out on a huge. Well, that's the key. Let's say even that the, the the sequel trilogy is a wild success and everybody loves it. You've still shoehorned yourself where any new content that comes out that people are like, well, I love the Mandalorian. It's like, well, sorry, we can't have him in there because it doesn't fit in our timeline. I think any guest is like, I don't care. I want to meet the Mandalorian. <laughs> I think that it's like it's the situation where it's like Disney is bought into its own like messaging. It's like it's, it's what they did with Pandora, too. Pandora was supposed to be this fully immersive experience. You're, you're being transported off world. And, you know, even the trash cans are different and the name badges are different and, and, and the way they do. But now you go to Pandora and it's it's just an extension of Animal Kingdom. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Pandora's it's, great. It's an extension of Animal Kingdom. You know, it's, it's like, you know, when you go over to Universal Studios and you go into, you know, the, the world of Harry Potter, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yeah, it's really cool themed. But in the same regard, you also know because you can see over there and you can see the 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 the, the adventure place. You can see over there and see Seuss Land or Jurassic Park World. Like, it's a theme park. At the end of the day, it's a theme and that's park. okay. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think anyone is saying Star Wars Galaxy Galaxy's Edge sucks because I'm not fully immersed in a planet. Like, it, it's still amazing it really what is. they've fact, done. I, don't, I think the the the, the praise that most lay people have laid on it not so much disney folk but lay people have given galaxy's edge has not come from the story elements it's just come from the overall crafting of the fact that it feels like you're in star wars yeah and exactly falcon is sitting right there and the rise of the resistance is an amazing ride and no one's saying you got to take rise of the resistance down and retheme it it's just its own ride you you could now you could add another ride into Galaxy's Edge that is based on the Mandalorian. You could do Jedi training with Grogu if you wanted to. Like, I mean, how cool would that be? I mean, yeah, you have the open, like, that's what I think it's it's going to be tough now because there's so many cool things you could do um, between battles in the Clone Wars, um, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, the something on Mustafar, you know, in episode three, um, I'd be up for a ride based on the episode four destroying of the Death Star. Like, like st- there's so much there. You Star tours over to Galaxy's Edge and, and then make room for something else there. I mean, I you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think there's something there. So, OK, so we, we got to talk the last episode yeah, because um, I am I'm starting this running theory that. Disney Plus TV shows, because this is not the first one, the penultimate episode, the second to last episode, is awesome. Just, ooh, I'm so excited. I'm ready for the finale. I'm pumped up. That was the best episode of the series. And then the finale goes flat. I, I we, we talked about this last week on, on the episode where because we were we were talking about Encanto and how Encanto left me wanting more 
same thing here, right? It, 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 it I, I just felt like, oh, okay. That's it. Yeah. Like, where's the big reveal? Like, what, what, like what's happening? Like, it just, it felt, and I think maybe, maybe, your, your theory is a little wrong on Mandalorian season two because we got Luke Skywalker. Yes. Yeah. I would say there's definitely holes in yeah, that theory. Obviously. But like, you know, obviously with like, and maybe, maybe that's why is that we got this huge, exciting reveal at the end of Mandalorian season two with Luke Skywalker. And here we get nothing like it, it just, it felt like, but again, this is what I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here. You know, 30 minutes ago, I was saying how awesome was it that, you know, it's just this little self-contained story. It wasn't world altering. And at the end, he he gets what he wants. And at the end, it you know, like maybe I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth there. You know, I guess it's I don't mind. I don't think they needed a big reveal or anything. I just think that the episode just needed to be better. Most of the episode was them pinned down behind a car shooting at droids that are shielded. And like that was most of the episode. And it it just speaking of that real quick, I got a bone to pick with the scenes of the kids on the motorcycles, was it just me or did it feel like those were some of the slowest riding speeders in the galaxy? (laughs) The, the film, it felt like the filmmaking, they needed to speed it up. And it was like, (laughs) like you're just out for a Sunday drive. (laughs) Snail go by. I'm you guys can't see me right now, but I'm, I'm turning like I'm on a motorcycle. It, it just felt you're turning like you're on a, a, a scooter. I am on a scooter right now is what it felt like. Was, it, was that just me or it, it just it, it just felt I don't know. It was just OK. I think that I think that was part of it. And even like the big reveal of him, I think the big reveal is supposed to be the rancor. But they telegraphed that of like, oh, I would I would love to learn to ride this. I'm like, oh, he's absolutely like, and when he says I'll be right back, I'm like, he's going to get the rancor. <laughs> like that's what that's what's happening. Um, and and so, I, I, like that was to me like most of the episode was just felt the same. Like it was it was supposed to be this big and again Pike Syndicate, they're a thorn in the side. This big big you know battle, and it it just they we're down and then a rancor came and then Grogu happened and then we're done. And even like Grogu doing his thing was anticlimactic. Like I was, I was hoping he'd show back up and have learned something new from Luke. That was even cooler. You know, like, like he was jump around thing. He learned how to jump around. Like let's, let's see that. He was, even that was anticlimactic too. I, I, I agree with you there. I will say one of the things I did enjoy that they continued with, from the Mandalorian. And I remember that some of the feedback on the Mandalorian originally was how in the Mandalorian, you know, okay. So we, in the original, any of the movies, you take something like an at, at, or not the at, at, but the, the other version that the two legged version of the at, at, I don't remember what that's called. I, I'm blanking. But, but if you remember in, in the Mandalorian, one of those is attacking a village and, and they all, and they, and, and they all have to go and, and tackle this thing. In the greater scheme of things of the Star Wars universe, that one little infantry, you know, machine would not be a big deal for our big superheroes, right? But in the terms of that village, it was a big deal. I loved how here it kind of replicated that a little bit. You had those machines with the with the shields on them, and those are very similar to the same to the machines that were used. I want to say during the, the clone wars when, when they were shooting with the shields and stuff and how just two of them destroyed this tiny little town, like completely decimated it. And they had a hard time taking it down and it literally took a rancor and a force sensitive child to be able to bring these things down. Right. I, I did, I did enjoy that element. And, and again, it's that small scale becomes a big deal kind of yeah. filmmaking. But at the end of it though, I just, it, it, it did. It felt like, if the book of Boba Fett doesn't come back, I'm okay. Yeah. Like it, it's sense, just like fine. There was no taste for something more. It, it just, it just was, again, I, I think part of it was just how awesome that, that previous episode was mm-hmm. just kind of, I, I, they, 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 it's almost like they're peaking too early. <laughs> like you want, you want the straight up to Falcon, the winter soldier too, didn't it? Yeah. Like I mean, the last episode was fine. But it was that previous episode. I remember that with Loki too. 
Like I I enjoyed the the penultimate episode more than I enjoyed the finale. Not that I didn't enjoy the finale. I enjoyed the finale of Loki. I enjoyed the finale of Book of Boba Fett. But just the episode before to me just was so much more jaw dropping and and amazing and intriguing. And then it just kind of it, it just just kind of fizzles. Yeah. And and I think this is one of the things that I very much respect about something what like the MCU did with Avengers Endgame where we have had so much build up to that and they rocked it out of the park. Oh, I mean, the final again, third of that movie is just amazing. Now again, that's a movie. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard to compare a movie to a TV show. But you know, like again, there have been examples of being able to have a finale that's been really well done. I mean, Hawkeye had a decent finale. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I want to say WandaVision had a really great finale. I See, I think same thing. I thought the, the episode the previous. Good, but I liked the final episode. Yeah, I, I liked it. But I, I, I think it just. Between, yeah. I, I, I think it's still just I, it, it's hard. Like, I mean, you, uh, me criticizing this. I could not do a better job. Like, <laughs> let, let's be very clear. If I tried to write a TV show, all of it would be hot garbage and, and it would all be bad. Uh, maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit. It'd be it'd be a, a C at least. It'd be, it'd be warm garbage, not hot. Garbage. Yes. Yes. Warm garbage. <laughs> so. All right. Any final thoughts before we, we wrap up? Any final thoughts? Like, where do you. OK. Scale of one to ten. Where do you put it? Oh, a solid seven. I'm, 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 I'm there. It's, it's, it's okay. Episode one or Mandalorian season one, Mandalorian season two, book of Boba Fett. Put them in order for me. Ooh, I think Mandalorian season two is at the top literally because of that. The, the Luke Skywalker at the end of that is just Luke and the Ahsoka. Yes. Luke and the Ahsoka stuff is just, and the, and, and the, the, well, the dark saber got revealed at the end of season one. I mean, there's there's a ton of stuff in there. So, so season two, I think I just like the man. I may, I like Mandalorian season one and Book of Boba Fett, and and I think those two are um, neck and neck. But I'd put Mandalorian season one ahead of ahead of Book of Boba Fett. Interesting, yeah. Interesting. Where, where are you at? I, I'm with you. I, I, yeah. I mean, Book of Boba Fett was nice. It was good. Um, season Mandalorian season two by far is just a better season. It's just. It's a it's a good season. I remember when we had our conversation about where they could have gone with it, and we were all off, but it was still good. It was a good season, and I think Book of Boba Fett did a. I think it did a great job. I don't think we're going to see a Book of Boba Fett season two. I don't. I think we're going to see we're going to get the Mandalorian season three. We'll get some Boba Fett mixed in there. Um, I think Book of Boba Fett in a lot of ways was meant to be kind of a half stepping stone for Mandalorian and Grogu. And, and, and we're going to, now that Grogu's back in the Mandalorian's life, we'll get more of the Mandalorian. I, I'm really excited to see where where his story goes now that he's kind of been excommunicated from the Mandalorian, you know, yeah. people. I, I'm really excited to see where that goes. Plus, he's got the, the dark saber, so like, there's that whole arc there too. I think we're going to see them show up in Ahsoka. Um, I just think this is going to be a whole thing. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe they, maybe we get the season of Ahsoka, we get another season of Mandalorian, and then maybe they all come together for an Avengers style series. Yeah, or it's just it's now stated that Boba Fett is in control of this area. Yep, and so. When they are in need of something, or or they go to that area and talk to Boba Fett, and he helps them in this, like it, it just establishes that he is here, and that's okay. That can be what it establishes, and then you just weave him in here and there, here and there. Yeah. Well, awesome. Um, it is closing time, uh, and, and we already mentioned how to get a hold of us in terms of finding us on SorcererNetwork.com. We'll say it again, SorcererNetwork.com. Um, but you can also get us on Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast. Get us on Twitter and Instagram, at Beers and Ears 1928. Feel free to email us um, at Beers and Ears 1928 at gmail.com. Speaking of which, did you see that email come through? Um, oh, no, I didn't. No, no, there was an email that came through a couple days ago because i had posted um i had posted in one of the other groups i posted a lou mangelo's group about my about my trip and i was asking people for advice about disneyland um 
and this, this email came through from one of our listeners, Kristen Conley, and she goes, so can you tell me why when I see you post on the WDW Clubhouse page from, from Casey, I feel like we have both been caught cheating. <laughs> so I emailed her back and I said, that is too funny. Uh, Lou was my inspiration. I'm still a member of his, his and other communities. I do tap into their community because it's so much bigger than ours. Because ours, you know, we got about 500 people. He's got thousands of people. Um, so I try to cross-pollinate when I can. Um, so yeah, but I put it in our group too. But yeah, I just, I thought that was funny. So Kristen, you made me chuckle when I read that the other day. I just like laughed. That's fantastic. Yeah. So anyway, we do, we do read our emails, you know, we're, we're a small little operation over here, folks. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, we are going to be recording, um, with, with Sharif. So that episode will be coming out, but again, on the fifth. So if you're listening to this on release day, the first of March, this coming Saturday, this coming Saturday, the fifth, look to our Facebook group. Look to our Twitter, look to our Instagram. I don't know if we post links on Instagram, um, but look to our Twitter and Facebook. We'll figure it out. Um, we are going to post some links to be able to um, interact with us. If you can't find the link, email us. We'll have our email put up. Uh, we'll have our email um, uh, up. Yeah, you can just get an automatic reply to the link. So, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out how to get you on. All right, let's raise our glasses, Matt. Yes, um, I'm drinking a lemon uh, uh, LaCroix today. <laughs> There you go. Right. This one has been on us. Uh, we will see you next time. Have a great one, everybody. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.